an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, yes, living the dream on this Super Bowl Sunday. It is Hartman and Ornberger. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, we are now about five and a half hours away from kickoff. (laughs) Of Super Bowl 54. We're going to give you as much as we possibly can over the next three hours that we're here. We'll give you everything we've got. We got it all. We got every single angle covered in this matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, Remember this. There's a little symmetry here, Rich. The 49ers have not won a Super Bowl in 25 years. The Chiefs haven't won a Super Bowl in 50 years. Yeah, and what a matchup. I I mean, tickets right now are going for an excess of $6,000. Day of game, normally the cheapest tickets are around three dollars to $5,000. This matchup is so good. People who aren't fans of either of these teams but like the sport, right? They're interested in football are just, I mean, their chops are watering to see this one because it feels like 
It feels like the best two teams in the league, doesn't it? I, I mean, outside of the Ravens re- representing the AFC, because they were the regular season darlings, this really came down to the two most talented teams left in the field. Well, I have some very uh, interesting, I feel, thoughts on this game because, yeah, there's a lot of strength versus strength, but there are some obvious strength versus weakness matchups in the Super Bowl. Now, before we get into all the meat of the Super Bowl matchup between the 49ers and Chiefs. I got to mention this. So a week ago, Rich and I were sitting here, and and I will say this. I love being on the air. Rich and I do five days a week, you know, with our partner, John Schaefer in San Diego. Uh, we sat here a week ago, and honestly, almost looking at each other like, all right, we got four hours to fill, and there's nothing going on. They had the Pro Bowl. I mean, there was literally nothing going on. Yeah, so we're and you feel like together topics. We're, you yeah, know, sure. okay, let's get some early angles on the Super Bowl and everything else. And then we did this one segment at 11.15 West Coast, 2.15 East Coast, on LeBron the night before, passing Kobe on the all-time scoring list and praising both the way they handled the situation. And then we get to the bottom of the hour. We're about to throw it to Gascon for the update. And, um, you know, Gavin runs in. He goes, did you see this? And, I mean, it was just unreal. I mean, we're looking at this TMZ story that Kobe Bryant had been killed. And, of course, we had nothing to verify it at the time. All we were saying is it it was so bizarre because we had not – When's the last time we talked about Kobe Bryant? Yeah, I mean, serious. I mean, Jonas. Years. Jonas just walked out, and uh, he he was, said a lot of kind words. Yeah. And and I, I I what we were regaling the tale the same way we are now. And what I said to him was, we hadn't because also during the fall you get away from basketball because football takes center stage, especially on Sundays doing red zone radio the whole fall. I think I believe since we've been doing this show on Sundays this fall. Not once have we even mentioned Kobe Bryant's name. And the day we do, minutes later, we're handed a report that he's passed away. It, it just, it, it was surreal. It really was. And of course, we we went on the air with the report we got. We were also trying to verify it. We waited about 20 minutes. And then Warshnarowski, who we know is so certainly sure. that kind of source to back up the story. And then, you know, for the next couple hours, obviously, both of us were just in absolute fog. And and to be honest with you, this has been one of the longest weeks ever. I mean, really, yes. I certainly agree. I mean, it's been just a an emotional roller coaster, especially for us to live here in the Southern California area. Um, and and either you know, it's interesting because our dynamic with our show during the week, obviously, I covered Kobe hands on for many many years. Rich had never met Kobe, uh, and then our partner John Schaefer went to high school. He actually went to Laura Marion High School with Kobe Bryant, so we had a different perspective. So it's been it's been a long week, and I almost feel like, even though certainly it's not over by any means, the the Kobe saga will continue on and on and on and on and on. Um, it's sort of good to sort of get to Super Bowl Sunday. It no, really is. I, look, you know what? It's cathartic. Yeah, and and that's that's sports. You know, look, I mean. I'm not going to compare the gravity and the tremendous loss we all felt on 9-11 to the passing of Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's not a fair comparison. But I do remember on a national scale, sports really really helping healing uh, the public. You know, seeing baseball come back and watching the Yankees take the field. I grew up in New York, and I remember how important that was for New Yorkers. It felt like you could resume again and get back to it again. So seeing the Lakers on the court against the Blazers on Friday night, it didn't matter what the score was. Throw that away. It was it was great to see what LeBron James did at center court prior to the game. First of all, that speech, I mean, he, he couldn't have memorialized his friend 
and the Laker great Kobe Bryant any better and the, and those lives that were lost uh, in the tragic helicopter accident. But then on top of it, getting to see them play, mm-hmm. you know, in the house that Kobe built, you know, I mean, it, standing on the shoulders of giants, that magic built, that Kareem built, like the, it was important for, for some closure. Like you said, his legend will live on. We will talk about Kobe Bryant for years to come. But but you're right. I think we needed some some great distractions in a positive way to help us cope with that magnificent loss. Now, as far as Rich is concerned, I mean, here I am today, and we're you know talking Super Bowl. I was doing a lot yesterday. Uh, Rich had another uh, idea of getting away from the Kobe story. Bachelor party. Uh oh. Um. So you're just back from your bachelor party, right, down in Arizona? Well, it wasn't mine. Uh, one of my college teammates at Penn State. Yes. He's getting hitched. Um. So proud of him. He's such a great guy. Uh. He's getting married in the fall. So he threw a bachelor's party, which I thought was a genius idea around the waste management open yes. in Phoenix. Getting ready for that. And by the way, that that tournament has turned into the Kentucky Derby. Yep. There is no other event in sports that can really resemble what they've figured out in the desert. So that was a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, my, my man, Mikey Lucian, uh, all the best to him and his new wife. And uh, it'll be great. I, I have a quick story on the waste management open. Yeah. I was just hearing this from... Uh, my girlfriend works with some people in Arizona, and they were saying that some of the betting that goes on in the stands, because they have the bleacher yes. seating, right? Yeah. I guess one of the bets that they do in the stands uh, is about which caddy will show up at the hole. Like physically, which caddy will, will step on will the step onto yeah. the green? I think first, and the caddies have kind of caught onto it, so now they'll they'll play their own games. But it's almost that, like the the hot dog racing the the cheeseburger exactly. on the on the on the baseball diamond. Yeah. So, so while one guy could get onto the green first, it doesn't mean his caddy's going to walk up. So sounds like a, a prop bet for me. I, I just love the fact that waste management, and I pay my waste management bill every month. By the way, uh, would be the title sponsor of this tournament. It makes so much sense, you know. Wasted, I will, you know. I will say, wasted management is basically what we're talking the about. The grounds there. are kept beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's got to be two million people, foot traffic wise, flooding that that tournament TPC Scottsdale over the course of you know the four days the tournament's held. Spotless. Yeah, there isn't a single. I mean, like, yes. if you're gonna be, if your your title sponsor is going to be waste management, you mm-hmm. better have you know the, yeah. the garbage. They know how to manage control. waste. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it's in their title. Okay, they know work. how to manage waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, Tony Finau's one shot league going Garbage. on the final round there. All right, so um, we got a lot of ground to cover today as far as the Super Bowl matchup is concerned. Uh, but right now, I just I want to I want to take advantage of Rich's own Super Bowl experience. It was eight years ago that Rich and his New England teammates were uh, getting ready to take on the New York Giants in Super Bowl Forty Six. Um, I just here here at the top of the show, Rich. I want to go back to the morning of game um, as the team is preparing to go to the stadium, getting ready for the matchup. W- what is it like the actual morning of? The Super Bowl, after all the attention, all the media attention, two weeks of preparation, that everything leads up to the game. What is the morning of game day for Super Bowl like? Quiet. It's, uh, I mean, it's unsettlingly quiet because you've had two weeks leading up and you allow for really the first week and a half the outside noise to pour in because you're taking a victory lap a little bit. You've just accomplished a lot as a team. Uh, it's exciting. 
Yeah, and and so your the adulation that comes with being one of the final two teams standing in the NFL, it feels good. It makes you feel good. Uh, and of course, you, like we mentioned last weekend, uh, talking about this, when you arrive on the scene, wherever it is, in our case, it was Indianapolis. In the case of the uh, 49ers and the Chiefs, it's Miami. There's a lot more media attention that's being paid to this game than any other game you've played. Uh, the national, the world's press really crushes that that Super Bowl site. And then all of a sudden you wake up on Sunday and it's quiet. And it is as quiet as you can remember it being on a Sunday playing football. And uh, that's when the nerves really start picking up. Uh, I was on injured reserve the year we were in the Super Bowl. Uh I, I remember talking to some of my teammates and being careful because everybody prepares differently, but there were certain guys I knew I could talk to pregame and it was different. Wait, everybody for this one, it's different. You you just, there's a little bit more of an edge. There's a little bit more, not fear, but nervousness heading into this matchup. Let me, let me ask you this. So Belichick obviously been there many times before. It'd been four years since their last trip at that point. And of course it was a rematch of sorts against the giants. Um, was Belichick's pregame demeanor different for that game, and that was your third year with the Patriots, than it had been for other games? Or he, was it basically <laughs> the same type of pregame ritual? He changed nothing. He changed nothing. In fact, he he did something that I thought was really, really smart. Um, a lot of times what Bill would do early in a week is he would highlight the strengths of the team that you're playing. And the Giants had plenty of strengths that season, especially getting hot late in that year in the regular season and sweeping their side of the playoffs to earn their spot in the Super Bowl. There was a lot of great Giants film to show us. Uh, and then come later in the week, like he would always do, he would build us up in certain ways. And I thought this was a creative way to do it. He turned on some game film of some of the things that we did exceedingly well over the course of the year and said, look, you can do it. It's, I mean, it's, it's nothing we haven't done before. And, and, you know, some of the key players who are going to obviously, you know, they had plays scripted for them offensively, defensively, they were going to be important in blitz packages and things of that nature. He, he sort of gassed them up and said, this is no different than any Sunday. You've done it before. Let's go out. And as long as we execute, and it's always the do your job principle with Bill Belichick, as long as we do our jobs, we will have success. And I thought it was a great way to sort of cap off a very nervous week and and leave us with some positivity as we went into the game. Of course, it didn't work out, right? Somebody's got to lose the game. We happen to lose the game. The Giants beat us. The Giants played better football than us that Sunday. Uh, but uh, I, 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 we were prepared. There's a lot of fluff when it comes to the Super Bowl, which is what happens when you have over 100 million people watching the game, not all of which are NFL fans. We're going to focus mostly on the football aspect of this game. Because this is a, an incredibly interesting matchup. And the majority of these players have never been in a Super Bowl. How much of a factor will that be going into this game? And just how big is the star power of Patrick Mahomes? And is he deserving of the spotlight in the sense that he is the single biggest difference maker in this game? We'll discuss coming up next.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance and you could save an average of 20%. We know a thing or two about how to save a buck or two. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harmon, Rich Orenberger. It is Super Bowl Sunday. A little over five hours away. Kickoff in Miami. 49ers, Chiefs. Perhaps one of these teams will become the team of the decade looking ahead in the 2020s. We'll have more on that coming up. By the way, um, we always look at these lines, the Vegas lines. And when this game opened with the Chiefs as a one-and-a-half point favorite, I was like, what? I mean, I, I just I just thought after the conference championship games, I, I looked at the 49ers as maybe a two- to three-point favorite. And when the Chiefs opened at one-and-a-half, I thought – that line's going to move. I mean, it's going to move into the 49ers' favor. So there was a slight adjustment. Like, this is consensus Vegas went from one and a half to one. So maybe some early money is going in on the Niners. But as we sit here right now, looking at consensus odds on this Super Bowl out of Vegas, it opened at one and a half. It is currently one and a half. Late money coming in on Kansas City. So at no point 
has the line switched to the 49ers favored in this game? And the only reason, Rich, this could possibly be, in my opinion, is the presence of Patrick Mahomes. That everyone just looks at all these players on the field and then there was there's truly one superstar on the field and his name is Patrick Mahomes and ultimately he will be the difference in this game. Well, so this is an interesting uh quote that I read before the show today. So a professional football handicapper, you know, his name's Drew Ma- Martin, he was interviewed by Forbes and this was on that point, something he spoke out on sidewise defense wins championships. And while the public betters love quarterbacks, and it's evident that they love them because, you know, they're giving love to Mahomes as far as the money coming in on the Chiefs. For that reason, I'm looking to sprinkle a little bit on the side of the 49ers. So when you're taking the contrarian bet to the general public, obviously you're hedging a little bit, but it makes sense. When you look at Super Bowls classically, defenses do win those championships. And while Patrick Mahomes is an astounding talent and he is arguably the best quarterback in the league moving forward, I, I, I it's going to be fascinating to see how he matches up, how this Chiefs offensive line matches up against this heroic <laughs> defensive line on the side of the 49ers. You have Nick Bosa, who's an absolute terror off the edge. D Ford back and healthy and looks it. Uh, and then in the middle, DeForest Buckner, first rounder out of Oregon, and Eric Armstead, who didn't seem like he was ever really going to figure it out at this level. Their interior rush is as good as their their outside rush, and they run these games. Robert Sala, everybody talks about this cover three shell. Everybody talks about how, well, you can poke holes in the zone. Yeah, you certainly could poke holes in the zone. There's no doubt. But remember that Tampa 2 defense that famously dominated the league while Gruden was the head coach down there with the Buccaneers? The reason why that was so special wasn't necessarily because of the coverage they were using. It was because of the pass rush they had up front. They had Hall of Famers rushing the passer. Warren Sapp. Was it Simeon Rice during that time as well? I mean... One of the fastest players on the field was playing defensive end for the Buccaneers. That's what the 49ers have. You don't have to worry about your coverage as much when you're harassing the quarterback and making, forcing him to make terrible decisions. And so if this Chiefs O-line isn't up for the challenge, it could be a long day. A long day for Patrick Mahomes and company. By the way, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote. See how much you can save. GEICO.com. It is easy. I want to go back six years ago. The Denver Broncos that year set an NFL record averaging 38 points a game for the season. First team ever to have over six. 100 points in a 16-game season. Peyton Manning, second year of his comeback. Best year of his career. 55 touchdown passes. 55. Only 10 interceptions. You were on the Charger team that lost to them in the divisional round, and then they beat the Patriots. So it's like, okay, it's the Broncos' day. And they're playing a Seattle Seahawks team with a young quarterback that was new to the league. Yeah, they had a defense, but going into that game, all the focus was on Peyton Manning. Of course. Record-setting year. Unstoppable offense. 38 points a game. They cannot be stopped. Yeah, Seattle has a good defense, but nobody has slowed down this Broncos team. 
Final score, Seattle 43, Broncos 8. I've been – it's so funny bring up that game. I mean, I mean, when I'm looking at this matchup yep. right now with all the focus on Mahomes, just like six years ago when all the focus was on a record-setting offense led by the great Peyton Manning, and maybe we understated how good Seattle's defense was then and how San Francisco's – Saleh is this – you know, Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator for the oh, 49ers. Oh, yeah, Robert Salah. Salah, I'm sorry. He is one of those guys – that has had two weeks now to prepare for what the Chiefs have to offer. And they have weapons all over the field. Yep. But two weeks to prepare is a big advantage. So I made this comparison last week. I was talking a lot about this Legion of Boom defense going against this historic Denver Broncos offense. And I remember exactly where I was watching this Super Bowl. I was recovering from a back surgery. It was really the first week I was able to sit in a recliner. I had been sort of bedridden. Uh, it was my fi- It ended up being my final season in the NFL, the, the, the 2014 Super Bowl. I'm watching this game, and I'm just absolutely astounded by how bad this Denver team is playing. And the reason why they played so poorly was the exact same reason I'm saying it could be a lopsided victory for the 49ers today. It's because that pass rush was getting home. Michael Bennett, you know, pinning his ears back, wreaking havoc. You had Richard Sherman, who happens to be on this defense with Robert Salah now. Uh, you had this this Cam Chancellor. I mean, you, I, look, I don't want to go through all the names, but the Legion of Boom, like that was a defense you remember, but it wasn't only because there were ball hawks in the secondary. It's because they put so much pressure uh, up front, between Bennett and Meebane, all these these horses just getting up, for, uh, getting uh, uh, pushing the pocket, collapsing on the quarterback. That they didn't have to worry about getting all that exotic in their blitz package and their stunting. They could sit in cover three, just like the 49ers do, and just just take apart teams because they were that talented up front. And that's what we're looking at with this 49ers defense. They were that talented up front. Yeah, and with the return of D Ford, when he got Armstead and he got Buckner, and remember Solomon Thomas, he's like a back of this guy was the third overall pick in the draft, and then Nick Bosa, of course, yesterday uh, earning uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year honors. Uh, they're deep. They come at you at waves. They have so many different looks. So, you know, when we talk about strength versus strength, it's definitely there. Kansas City's strength is their offense, their passing attack. But remember again. Much like that Bronco team of six years ago, that high-powered offense is really centered around the passing game. Damian Williams is a solid back. He's not a spectacular back. He really is more a part of their passing game yeah. than it is about just a running game. So it, I'm not saying they're completely one-dimensional, but that's basically what the Chiefs are riding on is Mahomes' ability to create get the ball into the right hands to all Tyree Kill and Kelsey and all their talented speed receivers. Their team speed is off the charts. But, man, when you got that kind of a defense like the 49ers do, this ain't the Titans, this ain't the Texans. This is a whole different beast that Patrick Mahomes is looking at today. And, by the way, on that that 2013 Seattle Seahawks uh, coaching staff, it was obviously, you know, this defense was built and orchestrated by Dan Quinn. Then defense coordinator later became the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons where he currently resides. But who was their quality control coach? You know, the gopher coach, the guy who's holding up the cards for the scout team offense during practice. This warming up that defense, Robert Sala. Wow! All right. So I'm just saying. Look, mm-hmm. if if you're looking if you're looking for game film to sort of 
wet your beak before turning on Super Bowl 54. Flashback to the Seattle Seahawks dominating the Broncos uh, in in that that Super Bowl appearance because it is I, it could end up being eerily similar. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what's trending right now. David Gascon, getting ready for his big Super Bowl today. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are bringing up Super Bowl Forty Eight for. Oh, wow. well, I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful <gasps> afternoon on Sunday afternoon. Why, wow. why, why wouldn't we? That was uh, that was uh, that was one of the more stunning. I, I remember picking Seattle in that game because of their defense. I didn't yeah. envision forty three to eight or that opening snap going past Peyton Manning that set the tone. But wow, I mean wow. that that came out of nowhere. That Super Bowl. As a guy that follows that team from the Mile High City a lot, yeah. as soon as that snap went over his head, I, I said ball game. Oh yeah, <laughs> just you sort of felt like, well, this one's over before it started, folks. Yeah, <laughs> however, however, and the irony, of course, is is that you know just a few years later, it's a Broncos defense. Peyton Manning's got a noodle arm; they got no right. offense at all. Right, and they went with their defense against Carolina. They went so from Manning to Osweiler back to Manning, a noodle arm. Yeah, Peyton Manning at that point. And, and we were just discuss, well, you were discussing this, but you're. Your uh, trials and tribulations as a child watching Super Bowl three with Joe Namath. <laughs> um, that I relived con- the whole day with him. Yeah, oh, that, you did. Uh, right. the, the, the great quote was the the days are long, but the years are short. Yes, when you have kids, the days are long, the years are short. Courtesy of Oral Hershiser told me that twenty years ago. Oh yeah, so, and it's true. I mean, so you had your days with with Joe Namath in Super Bowl three. Mm-hmm. I had to grow up and watch fifty five ten. Um, or 35 unanswered in the second quarter by the Washington Redskins. So mm. I, you know, I, Yowza. <laughs> Yowza. Pain. Pain. Anyways, guys, uh, Super Bowl 54, as you guys have talked about and will talk about throughout this show, kick out time at 6.30 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports Go app. Patrick Mahomes facing San Francisco's defense. The way they play together, uh, the way that their defensive line, uh, linebackers, and DBs can all play as one unit. Uh, they really understand the scheme. Uh, they understand what the defense coordinator is calling. And they do, they do a good job of executing at a high level. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work. So get a quote at geico.com. It is super, super easy. Guys, we'll switch on over to college basketball. A handful of games today. Miami and Pitt are going at it. Pitt has a five-point lead, 49-44. to 44. Number 18, Iowa, and number 19, Illinois, locked up at 15 apiece. That ball game is on FS1. Georgetown and St. John's going at it as well. St. John's leading by 6, 26 to 20. Back to the National Football League. A couple of items to report here. Ian Rappaport reporting the Patriots looking to pay Tom Brady at least $30 million for the upcoming season if they do want to keep him. However, Adam Schefter reporting the Raiders are in hot pursuit of him if he doesn't resign with the Patriots. And he's also reporting the Cowboys are expected to franchise tag Dak Prescott for next season. That'll pay him on a one-year deal just under $27 million. Back to Stephen Rich in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Mako. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh Uh-oh, better get Mako. Fellas, back to you. All right, David, thank you very much. Once again, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. There's a couple of stories brewing around the NFL today. And by the way, we're going to get to one of the big stories 
And that's the NFL Players Association essentially voting thumbs up or thumbs down on a 17-game schedule. That's to come. But well, there's a story today, two stories actually came out, Rich. Uh, your former teammate with the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady. There's a report out that the Patriots are willing to pay Brady more than $30 million. Now, he is he is willingly accepted below market value for who he is as the GOAT to ensure that the Patriots have the financial flexibility to bring other players in. But now the Patriots are reporting that they're willing to pay Brady more than $30 million. This is a 42-year-old, soon-to-be 43-year-old quarterback. Also being reported today that if, if Tom Brady pursues free agency, the Raiders are all in. So let's take these one at a time. Let's start with the Patriots paying the price to keep Tom Brady. What do you make of that story? Well, I I think it's the right thing to do if you're Robert Kraft and you're, you know, trying to sustain the success of this brand. Now, should he come out next season and and have a year of diminishing returns where it's clear that his arm strength is lacking on those, you know, deep outs, right? That's typically where we start to see it. There's not that that precise, that crisp throw on those deep sideline balls where it's a timing route because if the ball arrives late, it's going to get picked off. It's coming back the other way. So say that's the case. Well, then maybe the Patriots eat you know, $30 million next season because I'm sure there's going to be a sh- another short-term contract, a one-and-one or something like that. Um, but if he ends up having an extremely successful season, you're you're now tipping your cap to the franchise quarterback who's appeared in more Super Bowls than any other starting quarterback in the history of the league and has won you six uh, I, I think it's the right move. I, I think I really do think that you pay him as much as it takes to keep him if money's the object, and I don't necessarily think that's the case here. And I don't necessarily think that he's really interested in a different suitor. I, I feel that he would be closer to retirement than playing for a different team at this point. I use this comparison a lot. If you've been listening to the show, you probably heard me say this before, but Move your toothbrush to the other side of the sink, and it'll bother you. At 42 years old, after playing in the same system for 20 years with only two offensive coordinators of note, you're telling me that you're going to uproot, not only change your offensive playbook completely, but then uproot yourself, plant yourself in a different city, train in a different facility, train in a different... Everything's different. Your your forty third year of life is gonna no no. He's either gonna be a patriot. Or he's gonna walk away from this game. All right. Now this other story. I'm gonna give my thoughts on this one quickly here about the Raiders. In the NFL, with the revenue sharing they have of the TV contracts, understand how the revenue share works in the NFL. The amount of money that each team is equally allotted out of the television contracts, matches up with the cap. So essentially, your payroll is paid for by the TV contracts. That's the way the whole thing works. Now, there's money out of your pocket, you know, signing bonus, all this kind of stuff. It, it can be a bit of a game changer. But the idea of, let's say, the Raiders or the Chargers, the idea that you're moving into a new stadium and you're trying to sell seats, and if bring in Tom Brady for a year, maybe two, that he's going to get this groundswell of, of ticket sales doesn't make sense for different reasons. All right, let's talk about the Chargers first out here in Los Angeles, okay? 
The Chargers don't care. They don't have to sell any tickets. The sweetheart deal that they struck with the Rams doesn't require them to sell any PSLs. It doesn't require them to have anybody in the seats. They will profit any way. Doesn't matter. Zero people could show up. They will still pull a profit in L.A. The Raiders, to me, is even a more unlikely destination because what John Gruden and Mike Mayock are doing, and by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the offensive and defensive rookies of the year voting, Raiders runner-up in both categories. Right. They're building a young team right now. They're building a base for the future. And, oh, by the way, all the seats are already sold in Vegas. It's not like the Rams and the Chargers are just trying to sell tickets in L.A. The Raiders are sold out. They're jammed. Their PSLs are sold out. They don't have to worry about bringing a Tom Brady to try to sell tickets in Vegas. So that's why when I look at this Raiders story, could it happen? Look, at anything is possible. But I just don't understand the business aspect of why the Raiders would want to bring in a 43-year-old Tom Brady to try to, what, create excitement in Vegas? It's already there. Well, okay, there's more to it than just that. Because if you remember back when Gruden was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they won Super Bowl 37, I that believe That was, was a thousand years ago, yes. I understand. But still, what did he do at quarterback? He brought in a veteran, Brad Johnson, a guy he knew that he could trust, a guy that he knew that he could orchestrate an offense that he built to the best of his ability. I mean, there, there. Look, I don't think Gruden was would turn his nose up at an opportunity to have the winningest quarterback in postseason play to ever grace the fo- football field in anyone's time, let alone Gruden's time on his team. You know, commanding his offense. So it makes sense now from a financial standpoint, from a publicity standpoint, does it help? Sure, but they're not going to need a lot of help as you just laid out as far as the Vegas stadium goes. They're already selling out like gangbusters. But from an offensive standpoint, would Gruden be interested? I mean, you could even have Derek Carr play understudy for a year. Nobody would bat an eye. Derek Carr, even if he stayed, I'm sure they would try to trade him. But even You do if- understand the financial ramifications. I mean, you would have so much money. You're tied up $25 million already in Derek Carr. Now you're going to have another $30-plus million tied up in Tom Brady? Well, that's assuming that's the case, first of all. Again, you could trade Derek Carr away, and I'm sure there would be a team interested. You would have to work that out. There's no question about it. But on top of it, the salary cap is rising. So whatever investment you're making at the quarterback position, it's going to be offset by the cap growing uh, as it does every single season. So a lot of these contracts that we're seeing in Patrick Mahomes will be next in line soon. Uh, And as a matter of fact, we need to get to Dak Prescott here coming up because there's an interesting conversation happening in Dallas over his potential contract. But as these these quarterback contracts always astound us. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be the $40 million a year Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that may sound like a lot right now. But just wait two years, and it always looks like a bargain. For the player, it always looks like a bargain. It, it, the, those, those quarterback contracts always age well. So again, if Tom Brady has enough left in his arm to lead an offense for just one more year, it doesn't matter who he plays for, whoever signs him looks like a genius. But again, I really feel strongly about this. I think we've either seen him play for the last time, and his final play would be a pick six for a touchdown, 
or he's going to return as a Patriot player. By the way, one quick note, Brady made news this week with that photo he posted on Twitter with no caption. You know, is he walking into the frame, the silhouette, walking away from an empty stadium? Apparently, it's a uh, Super Bowl ad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Super Bowl ad? Apparently, has some connection to some Super Bowl ad we're going to see. Well, listen. I I, I, I I called I, that. I, I just want I to see. shout out myself. I'm not 100% yeah, sold that, but apparently the report is it has something to do with okay. some kind of Super Bowl. So the, I, I I cannot. This is this is what I said. I said this whole week was about Kobe Bryant, obviously, to start this week, and we still remember the greatness that once was. Uh, Super Bowl, obviously, 54, taking center stage as we get closer and closer to the weekend. But I was thinking, this, I mean, this picture is perfect because it's a picture of Tom Brady. And what he's trying to say with this picture, everybody's like, what is he saying? Is right. the goat walking away from the game? I'm saying, no. He's saying, look at me. Yes. I want attention too. Thank you. Nobody's talking about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And that, so it makes, per- he's building a brand away from the game. He needs right. to inject himself in the conversation when the media concentrates on football the most. All right. So apparently, I'm not 100% certain, but a lot of people reporting it actually has to do with some kind of Super Bowl. Okay. Campaign. Well, I can't wait Which, to see okay. that. Right. That would be great. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. There's another huge story brewing in the NFL that affects the future of the league. We're going to tell you about it coming up next. Steve Harbin and Rich Hornberger, Super Bowl Sunday, less than five hours away now. Kickoff 49ers and Chiefs. Yes. All right. So we are getting close. Ever closer. Ever closer to a decision being made that can change the future of the National Football League. The NFLPA, the NFL Players Association, will convene its consecutive com- executive committee. And there's a proposal on the table for a new 10-year labor deal. Now, this is big. It's big because... The new collective bargaining agreement between the owners and the players will actually have to come to fruition before the details of the new TV contracts. So there's a lot of speculation. I mean, we've heard Jerry Jones speculate that you know, net revenue could double. Like, I mean, we're, we're talking about money that we thought was insane before that's going next level. But a big part of this from the TV networks are concerned is we want more product. In other words, if we're going to pay you more money for the TV rights, we need more product. Right now, you get 16 games over a 17-week schedule. The NFL wants more than that. The the TV networks want more. And so it comes down to a 17th game. So the NFLPA is going to convene with their executive committee to vote on whether or not to move forward on a 17-game schedule. And if they do, then apparently it's going to open up the floodgates on the amount of money that's going to be coming in for the TV contracts. But remember, Rich, like I said, this collective bargaining agreement has to be reached before we actually know what it is that the networks are going to offer the NFL. So it's one of those things where the owners are telling the players, look, if you guys want a lot more money we got to give them that 17th game. But there's no guarantee of what you're actually going to get by agreeing to a 17th game. So from the player's standpoint right now, let's just talk about the practicality. 
safety factors, all the things that come in to adding one more game to the schedule. The average Joe listening right now say, what's the big deal? 16, 17. You know, in the playoffs, you might play three or four games on top of a 16-game schedule. You play 20 games. So what's the difference between 16 and 17? Well, there's a huge difference. First of all, the toll it takes on the NFL player's body, your greatest commodity that you possess if you're any NFL owner are the talents on the field. And I'm not saying that one game is going to make this astounding difference in the health of the player, but over the course of time or the severe injury that can incur just in one moment on the field to extend that time. But let, let me, you know, let me just give you a principled argument against extending the season. When you look around the other sports that we consider to be the major leagues in our country, they could all use a haircut. I mean, 162 for a baseball season is ridiculous. If you asked me, if I was commissioner and I had full say, full power, I'd trim it by half. You'd have 81 games in a baseball season, and you'd have much more compelling action throughout that season. You would wipe out the record books. You know I, that. And I wouldn't care about the record books, because what are you trying to do? I sell your record book or sell the game as a viewing or attending event that is must-watch? That's what the NFL has in spades. The NBA regular season. I love basketball. I can't watch it until June. This It bores me to tears. And everybody, even the first rounds of the playoffs, you have more than half the league in the postseason. It's ridiculous. It needs a trim. I'd knock it down to 40. I, 80, 80, get away from all this. The NFL has the perfect sweet spot right now. Don't change it. Don't change even one game. It's too much. Don't change it. All right. So what if you did this? You expand to 17 games, but you add a second bye week. So you would have two bye weeks. So now, by the way, you're not just selling a 17-week season like they have now. Now all of a sudden you have a, a 19-week season. I like no, I that's I, two more weeks deeper of Monday February. night football, Thursday night. You know how much I, revenue we're talking yeah, about? And you get to finish in deeper in the dead period of sports. I know all the arguments. You're cutting for. two weeks off the preseason. No, all right, we're in the Geico Fox idea. Sports Radio Studios. Chiefs 49ers, much more here on Fox Sports Radio. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Start things on for the National Football League. Super Bowl 54 is right around the corner. Kansas City and San Francisco. Away from all that activity, ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting the Cowboys are expected to use the franchise tag on Dak Prescott for this upcoming season. If they do so, he'll get paid $26.9 million for the upcoming year. Meanwhile, in New England, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport is reporting the Patriots are willing to pay Tom Brady in excess of $30 million to retain him for the upcoming year. However, Schefter reporting the Raiders would be in hot pursuit of him if he does not sign with the team. Meanwhile, college basketball scene today. Georgetown St. John's are at the break. St. John's with a narrow lead at 38-29. That ballgame again at the end of the first half. On FS1, number 18, Iowa trailing at home to Illinois, 31-30. I'm David Gascon. Hey, we have an update for you. Update right now. Super Bowl 54s today. Get your there popcorn it is. ready. I know. Master of the obvious. <laughs> Everyone getting ready for their viewing parties and everything else today. So uh, we're going to be here uh, throughout the day, obviously, on Fox Sports Radio, covering every single angle of this matchup between the 49ers and the Chiefs. I want to read a headline to you, and I want your reaction. Yes. So, Sources. Mm-hmm. Cowboys likely to use franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Contract talks remain at an impasse. So with no long-term contract in sight, the Cowboys and Dak you know, are heading toward a situation where the team's going to have to use a franchise tag if they want to retain his talent and move forward into this next season with a new head coach but with the same quarterback. Dak is using what leverage he's, he has brilliantly. I, there's no questioning his intent is to be paid the most for his talent. And with a new head coach in town, and even as you know, you're keeping your offensive play caller in place, Kellen Moore, obviously McCarthy's worked that out, you want some con- continuity in the locker room. Jason Witten may be moving on. And in, in order to do that, you really need your starting quarterback back. So – He's using his leverage to the fullest extent. He mm. wants a large contract. They're not budging on their side. And uh, so it looks like he's going to be tagged. What's your reaction? Well, first of all, when you say using his leverage to the max, I'll tell you what his leverage to the max is. Sit out the season. Refuse to sign the tender. Mm. I mean, Sit it, it out. Could and, happen. I mean, this is what Le'Veon Bell did. Right, yes, I mean, he, he was he he said no, and he sat out the entire year. 
and he got his money. So if you're Dak Prescott right now and you're hell-bent on getting what you think is your value salary-wise, if you just go along with the franchise tag, look what happened to Kirk Cousins. He did it two years in a row. Well, and he finally, well, he on that second tag, he was like, nope, no way, not doing it. And what ended up happening inevitably is they relinquished those rights and he ended up signing a fully guaranteed contract. Well, this is what I'm with saying with Dak Prescott. He, Minnesota Vikings. You tell him right now, I'm not signing this. Yep. So either you give me a long-term deal or cut me loose. So this is what Dak Prescott said to Sage Steele recently. He said there's a lot of things that have come into play when you're talking about a contract. Never just look at the money. Never just look at what people see uh, or the attention grabber. There's a lot of details to it. There's a lot of people who know how to handle that. So I'm leaving that up to my agent. I have full confidence in both sides. And so, look, I think this is smart. You don't want to become the enemy in your own contract debate. This is why you hire an agent in the first place. Uh, eventually the attention is going to be turned on Dak, you know, and Dallas nation, that's a huge fan base. You're talking about the Oakland Raiders, or I should say now the Vegas Raiders, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. These are two of the strongest fan bases in all of the NFL. So eventually the pressure is going to be placed on Dak Prescott and then a negative pressure is going to be placed on Dak Prescott. He's going to be called selfish and he's going to be called all sorts of things during this but Le'Veon Bell got absolutely broke off by the Jets and saved a year on his legs career-wise by sitting out a full season. Kirk Cousins, as we just mentioned, signed a fully guaranteed contract and paid close to the top of the league. A fully guaranteed contract. I don't want to say it prematurely, but holding out would be smart for Dak. If oh, he's thinking no about his there's career. No look at look at it. At this point of his career, a year is not going to make a difference. Yeah. He still has another decade ahead of him. Uh, no, no question to make huge money. Look, it, it reminds me of a conversation, ironically, I had with Kobe Bryant several years ago when I asked him about accepting less money in order to free up cap space to bring other players in. And his answer to me was, that's Mitch Kupchak's problem. In other words, he's the general manager of the team. It's up to him, not me, to figure out the dynamic. So this is the same thing that Dak Prescott, they could be coming to Dak and say, hey, Dak, if you want to keep Amari Cooper, man, we can only pay you this if we want to keep Cooper. And his response to that is, but that's, you have to figure that. Don't don't look at me. Yeah. I mean, you're the you're the guys that can figure out manipulating the cap or to keep all of us. You gave Zeke his money. You're going to give me his money, and then you have to figure out if if we want to keep uh, Amari Cooper, how to come up with that kind of yeah, money. Yeah, you can delay compensation. There's a lot of ways to do there's this. There's many different ways. And look, obviously, all sides need to be on board. You need to have your general manager ready to accept those terms, your salary cap guy doing the financial gymnastics to make that available as an option, and also your owner, Jerry Jones, who's a meddler. There's no question about it. He is one of the best owners because even in down years, the Dallas Cowboys oddly are at the top of the heap as far as exposure and what people want to talk about. He is a masterful uh, circus leader. You know, he he keeps he keeps all the balls in the air, but at the same time, you know, he lets his ego get in the way sometimes. And 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 you know that that's transpired with Jason Garrett and the head coaching situation and also player selection. He's their named general manager. So we'll see what ends up happening. But again, I mean if this continues at the impasse it is, 
uh, and quarterbacks being so, if, especially veterans with great talent, and I do believe that uh, Dak is a talented quarterback, there's a market for you. It doesn't matter because there's so many quarterback needy teams. And if you are a top 10 performer in any single season of your career, there's going to be a team that's going to pay you a pantload of money to retain your talents. One other quick story uh, in today on the Super Bowl Sunday before we get back to the matchup is the Chargers have announced they've extended the contract of Anthony Lynn. Uh, and of course, as we know, Gavin right now is on the cusp of divorcing himself forever from the Chargers if and when it becomes official that Phillip Rivers is no longer the quarterback of this team. Now, you don't really hear. Now, Lynn was going into the final year of his four-year deal that he initially signed with the Chargers, and that's always a difficult situation if you're a head coach and you don't have any security for the future. It can be very awkward. So, actually, it makes sense because if he has another bad year, it doesn't matter if he extended his deal or not, you're going to get rid of the guy, right? So, um, but uh, not often, though, you're rewarded, so to speak, uh, after a 5-11 and football season, a disastrous year uh, for the Chargers in a season that started with so much promise coming off a 12-win season, short list, one of the favorites, injuries. There was a myriad of reasons why uh, a season completely unraveled them. So, uh, Anthony Lynn, are, are you sold on Anthony Lynn as a head coach? Well, I will say this. Some of his end-of-game situations, I mean, you know, Andy Reid is a Super Bowl-performing uh, coach now, twice over in his career. The last visit 15 years ago has had similar issues with the clock management, end-of-games, timeout usage, end-of-half, end-of-games. And I think I've seen somewhat of a pattern appear with Anthony Lynn there, but he's a young head coach, and he's still uh, you know, getting his uh, feet wet, so to speak. But what I will say, and I I rarely compliment the Chargers, especially as late, because I I think they make some really terrible decisions with with the way they manage their roster, their selection of certain players at certain positions, how they handle uh, veterans, especially ones that were impactful to their franchise as they move into retirement or move on to different teams. There are only four minority coaches in all of the NFL. There, are, there is a 70% minority, or I should say 70 to 30, my, minority to uh, uh, Caucasian uh, uh, disparity in this league. I, I, I think that having a black head coach in this day and age with headlines like that coming out left and right, I mean, if he is the right man for the job and you stand to it, it's 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 the right approach, anyways. I think we I think we need is like Robert Sala. I I can't wait to see him as a head coach at some point. I, and I I I don't know why this is still an issue as much as it is, but it is. Well, Eric Bieniemy obviously is another guy Certainly. that cannot understand how it is that other offensive coordinators under Andy Reid are getting head coaching jobs and he's not. Unless, well, I'll tell you what. I want to get to a. a, a a possible scenario coming out of Super Bowl 54. But you're right. I mean, Anthony Lynn, look. And by the way, he's not young, young. He's 51 years no, no. old. No, and, and he's, but he's, a, he's, he's seen he's a, a lot of football. In, in terms of the fact that he's only been a head coach for a certain amount of time, look, he took over in a terrible situation, back-to-back disastrous years for the Chargers, their last two years in San Diego, an 0-4 start to his first year in L.A., and they go 9-3 and the rest of the year, barely missed the playoffs, followed up with 12-4. and They win a playoff game on the road. Uh, yes, Gavin, do you have a I, comment about your uh, I have a gen- soon-to-be former team? I have a general question about your guys' opinion yeah. on head coaches, not just that don't call plays, 
but they're not even scheme guys. So they're not the ones drawing up how to attack a team. They're just motivational coaches. What What are your thoughts on that? I'll, I'll look. I don't want a head coach who's really getting too involved with any given position, right? Anthony Lynn has a long background as a running backs coach. So my expectation would be, obviously he would be interested in seeing as he's an offensive coach, a run first offense. So no, there's no doubt that he's going to have an impact in some of the play calling or play selection, I should say on the call sheet. But I like it when it's delegated elsewhere. The head coach should be paying attention to the situations, the greater picture on Sundays. He should be paying attention to the greater picture throughout the week. As a head coach, you are a delegator. You are not embedded with one side of the team or the other, even though many try to do that. It's very difficult to to juggle all those responsibilities because you are a liaison between the front office and your players. You're a liaison between the players and the media. You you are the forward-facing representation of a football team. You're a politician as much as you are a coach of a team. And so if you delegate away the most important responsibilities on game days to your special teams, offensive and defensive coordinators, I think it's the right approach anyways. I would just counter with this year's Super Bowl, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, last year, Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, okay? Those are not coaches that are just motivated. Like, I, I don't know. Those are guys that have offensive game plan. I mean... But, but you're naming... <laughs> look, there are outliers, and and we happen to be sort of littered with them in recent years. Kyle Shanahan, I mean, he fell off of, you know, the apple didn't roll far away from the tree right. when it Absolutely. fell. I mean, his father, he grew up in a household. I mean, they were talking game plans since he was a pup. Uh, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach who's ever lived. Andy Reid arguably is the second greatest coach that's ever lived. Wow. Arguably the greatest. George Hallis is spinning in his grave right now. <laughs> Vince Lombardi I spinning his grave. You're going to say he's better than Vince Lombardi? Second coach all time, and he may win a Super Bowl, and I'm Ooh, rooting for him. Potentially Andy. second winning coach. It is. It is I, what it is. Wow. I would just be a better big than fan Don of Shula, Better than Bill Walsh? <laughs> All Andy Reid, ah, all boy, of yeah, them. Okay. Uh, speaking well, of Andy Reid, but though, but okay. to finish yeah. the thought, and you know, McVeigh appears to be a prodigy. Look, you you have always exceptions that sort of prove the rule, but the majority of people can't do that, and they shouldn't. And I actually applaud the coaches who can relinquish the the role and and the uh, the responsibility to people who may be better suited on game days to do that for their team so they can concentrate on the bigger picture. All right, we're coming to live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for free rate quote. All right, Andy Reid. Uh, there's a lot of sentiment. I, I'm, I'm a little... Surprise! Okay, it's as I'll, big. I'll bridge what I said. Okay, so you you know the he's second the, greatest coach no. of all time. If he wins this Super Bowl, better he's, than Lombardi, he's the greatest coach who's ever walked the planet. There it is. So <laughs> Andy Reid now surpasses Belichick, Lombardi, Hallis, Shula, all the legends. Bill Walsh uh, is the greatest coach of all time. So what does that actually mean for his future? Some speculation going on about the future of Andy Reid. We'll share with you coming up next. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Steve Harvey, Rich Arnberger. All right, we're a little more than four hours away kicking off. Super Bowl 54 between the 49ers and the Chiefs. You know, a couple weeks ago, Rich, we were talking about Andy Reid. 21 years as a head coach in the NFL. More wins than any coach ever who has never won an NFL championship. I mean, he's had an amazing career as a head coach. I think he's had 15 playoff teams. It's an, I mean, he's he's one of these guys. But he has followed in the path of two coaches that preceded him. The first one was Chuck Knox. Chuck Knox was a great coach with the Rams, the Bills, the Seahawks. He would get into the playoffs every year. He never even got to a Super Bowl. I mean, it was just one playoff disappointment after another. Then we had Marty Schottenheimer. 200 wins. There's only seven coaches in the history of the NFL that have 200 wins. Marty Schottenheimer is one of them. It's incredible. But he never got to a Super Bowl. Danny Reed got to a Super Bowl, lost. But you look at his resume, and you're saying, everything's there but. And I was wondering, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, whether or not there would be sort of this public emotion getting behind Andy Reed to finally win a Super Bowl. And I, I didn't... I didn't know if he would generate that kind of 
adulation, you know, people getting behind them. But the fact is, they have. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a really big story going into this game with all the attention on the players, rightfully so. They're playing the game. But there's a, there's a public sentiment right now. This would be so great if after all these years that Andy Reid, who obviously went through some personal tragedy oh, as well with the loss of his son and everything else, that he finally wins that Super Bowl. And obviously, if he wins the Super Bowl, case closed. He's first ballot Hall of Fame, no question about that. But, I mean, uh, are you surprised at all that so many people have gotten behind this win one for Andy? No, not at all. Uh, because he is such an affable character in every possible way. You know, we, we talk about that we're broadcasters. And, and, you know, as a former football player and you as a lifelong broadcaster, you know this as much as I do. And I've been doing this a much shorter time than even my playing career. The best communicators are the most relatable people. The, the people who you want to listen to the most, the people you want to see the most of are the people you see the most of you within, and that is Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a man of the people. I look at Andy Reid and I see me, you know, outside, shirt off, you know, you know flipping burgers on the grill, hamming it up with my we friends. We see him on diners, drive-ins, and dives <laughs> all the time with Guy Fieri. Yeah, like he, he's, he sit there grabbing cheeseburgers and everything else. Although I think he's dropped a couple of LBs. No, no, I think, you know what? He's or walk- maybe those those shirts he's wearing. Uh, They're a little or, larger. Yeah. They're certainly, I mean, yeah. the patterns definitely hide yeah, the certain pattern, things. Trust me, this has come from a big man myself. Like, right. I know exactly what I need to yes, do to make yeah. the, the figure a bit slimmer. Uh, but, but that's the thing. Andy Reid, his story is so relatable. And like you mentioned, he's gone through some personal tragedies and he's helped shape the lives of young men. A lot of people look at NFL players and they they talk about them as if they're complete adults. They're not. When I when I got into the NFL, I was 22 years old. The growth that I experienced playing for Bill Belichick, the impact that he and my position coach, Dante Scarnecchia, the offensive line coach who just retired from New England, had on my life was profound. I became a a more mature person in the hallways of Gillette Stadium. Think about how many men that, that he's helped sculpt in some way during his path. And then alongside of it, did it with this amenable, affable, friendly, relatable nature. He's a guy you root for. Andy Reid is a wonderful person, aside from being a wonderful coach. And the biggest 13-year-old in the history of the uh, world. Well, yeah, that pump, pass, and kick competition. <laughs> well, that's where he's not relatable. I mean, that video has show, been shown a thousand <laughs> times. People keep looking at it. They cannot understand I'll give you another it. reason why you like him. Because, yeah. okay, so that video has been played out and played out and yes. played out. I mean, look, he's... His name is misspelled. It's R-I-E-D <laughs> on the frame. He was 13 for a single year of his life. Yes. He's relived that moment. Moment for the rest of his years. Everyone over around him, just over yeah, I love when Gruden plays that thing because, of course, yeah. they coach together with Green Bay and they have a long history together. And he's like, "What is the, what is <laughs> going on here?" They squeezed you into this, and the, the best is the little kid behind him, who's the same age, same age. Like, 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 he's yeah. like, How? he's he's legitimately two and a half feet shorter <laughs> than Andy Reid. But you know what? The funny thing about it, even use that yeah. as a as, as an example, right? He, he has had to answer questions about that videotape a, a nauseating number of times. Exactly. And every single time he does, 
you feel like it's the first time he's been asked yeah. the questions. Yeah. And that, see, that's those are the people you root for because they can laugh at themselves. Because you can picture yourself, again, standing next to him at the barbecue, him holding the spatula. You want it well or medium? Hey! No running. It's slippery out here by the pool, kids. Yeah. yeah. Like he that's the that's the guy. All right. Uh speaking of the guy, Josh McDaniels is still with the Patriots. He certainly is. Even though there were obvious rumors all over the place that maybe he was heading to a head coaching job. He's standing pat, which tells me that again, when he turned down the Colts job to return to New England, some promises were made. And I wonder about Eric Bienemy right now. Hmm. Uh, you know, Eric Bieniemy has been around long enough, certainly deserving, although, you know, when you're a minority candidate, you get a lot of interviews Oh yeah. so that they fulfill the old Rooney rule. And I think, you know, this kind of tokenism interview process makes a mockery of the Rooney rule. But maybe if you're the Chiefs right now, if Andy Reid wins this Super Bowl, I'm not saying he's retiring anytime soon, but he's in his 60s right now. I know because he's the same age as me. Um, but, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, mission accomplished. In other words, you got the Super Bowl. Um, and maybe you start winding it down a little bit. And maybe if you're the Chiefs organization, obviously forever grateful if he wins the Super Bowl. You're grateful that he just got to the Super Bowl first time in 50 years. I mean, that was an emotional scene at the AFC Championship because – you know, the trophy, the AFC Championship trophy is the Lamar Hunt trophy, and the Chiefs had never actually gotten it because they won their Super Bowl before the merger. Right. So the first ever Lamar Hunt trophy actually presented by the Chiefs was courtesy of Andy Reid and his staff. But maybe, just maybe, you know, you, you put the work and plans with Eric Bieniemy saying, look, Eric, we know what you've done. We know how qualified you are. And maybe there's a little, you know, behind the scenes handshake saying, look, when Andy steps down, uh, we're ready. Again, his familiarity with Patrick Mahomes, you look in the future. I mean, it's working right now. That's someone that Mahomes obviously trusts. You don't want to shake that up, much as it's been with Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady. So I'm just saying, and, and I think that that would work for the future of the Chiefs organization. I think that is a brilliant take. I really do. I really do. Because you're talking about Eric Bieniemy who has now worked with the Chiefs for a long time. He's 50 years old. He's in the prime of his coaching career. Uh, there's no question that he's qualified. You got to take care of Mahomes. Yeah, and you have to have continuity around Mahomes. There's no question about that. I, I mean, this this is he was a running backs coach before offensive coordinator, yep. of course, with the Chiefs, but he's been there the entire tenure uh, of Andy Reid's recent run with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is, I think this would really, look, Josh McDaniels left the Colts at the altar. They sent a private plane. It was waiting at Providence Airport. You know, I mean, and, and jet fuel ain't cheap. And he ended up turning his back on the Colts job. Of course, they went on to hire Frank Reich and all's well in Indianapolis. But uh, that was cold-blooded, man. You know, that was one of those moves where it had to be something substantial on the side of the Patriots in order for a coach to napalm his relationship with one of the 32 franchises. You don't get second chances after you do something like that. As long as Jim Irsay's the owner, he ain't going to be a cult coach, that's for sure. And so it is interesting what you're saying right now because – that would be... It makes sense. It makes sense. It w and it would be... I, I mean, if anything fits the character of Andy Reid, you know, sort of bolstering and, and holding up 
you know, one of his one of his staff to take his mantle when he leaves the game. And I'm not saying that's anytime soon. No, you know, Andy Reid's no. 61 years old. He, he may do this for a long while more. Yeah, but I, I, it just it makes sense. Yeah. And again, the number one priority if you're the Chiefs in your future is. Patrick Mahomes, okay? He is going to be there. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what is trending right now as David Gascon jumps back into the fray. All right, we're uh, four hours away. You guys, uh, well, I mean, Rich can't be, but Steve, you ever been a, a memorabilia guy? Of course. Well, I mean, cards when I was a kid. But no, I, I, I don't collect as many things. I have a few things. What do you have? Well, here's the thing. When my kids were young and I would cover Super Bowls, it was sort of mandatory of me of bringing back some, you know, autographed item. Like, I have a Joe Montana autographed football. I have a (laughs) Dan Marino autographed football. I have a Jim Kelly. I was the first person the year that Jim Kelly was elected to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's coming out of the room when they've announced his name. And the reason I knew Jim was he had just been in our celebrity race in Long Beach. He walks out of the room. I go, hey, Jim. And I had the football. He goes, you're the first one. No Jim way. Kelly, H-O-F-O-2. I was the first one because he wasn't uh. going to do that until he was officially in the hall. So I have a few of those. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Rich, do you have anything? Did you do jersey swaps at all when you played? No, it didn't become popular until after I left the league. Not a single person had really done that until I was done. So uh, I wish I would have because, yeah. I, you know, there are plenty of players. But you know what I did collect? From every single stick marks, <laughs> stick marks. Yeah. Every single quarterback that I protected for in the league, I sent them a jersey or I handed it to them for them to autograph for me because that was my career was yeah. protecting these guys and you know I mean you know that that's a special relationship yeah. as an offensive lineman to your starting quarterback, no doubt. Interesting. Well, I bring yeah. that up because of this. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this yet, but U.S. Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Immigration Services as well. Um, they have seized with the course of this last week 176,000 counterfeit sports-related items worth an estimated $123 million worth of manufacturer's suggested retail price on counterfeit items sold for the Super Bowl, obviously, oh, yeah. today. Well, it, and how do you know? I mean, when we talk about these certificates of authenticity, yeah. I mean, how bogus are those things? <laughs> I know, right? Well, what does that mean? You're, you're giving me something that looks authentic. How I know? Do you remember back in the day when they used to have Beckett's? For, sure. Yeah, I, absolutely. Because I, I would be one of those guys where I was like you, Steve. I'd have baseball Beckett's. I'd have right. basketball Beckett's and then even NHL. But I'd buy them monthly. So it was great. So like I'd have a John Elway rookie card, and one month it'll be like 250 and then I'll have an arrow going up. Right. And the next month it'll be going down. It's well, <laughs> like I mean, the I'll stock market. I have, yeah, it is. I have Denise... Uh, she got two autographed Muhammad Ali gloves. Oh, man. Oh, she has geez. a picture with him as he was autographing two gloves. Wow. That, so, I, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, so, you know, but <laughs> where, where's my certificate of authenticity? Well, I don't know. There's a photo of her with Ali. And that doesn't count, huh? Does that count? I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. How can I tell? Well, you, how about this? specialist? I don't know. Let's yeah, go to no, Vegas. No. I know yeah. a guy that might be familiar with this. I'll make a call. Yeah. Sure. We'll go on sure. Pawn, pawn Stars, right? Right, sure. I've seen Pawn Stars, yes. Uh, um, guys, speaking of yeah. <laughs> Hello. Super Bowl. A uh, couple items to report. Uh, Tom Brady, it looks like he's going to be playing somewhere next season. 
Um, could be in New England. There's a report from Ian Rapport that the Patriots are willing to spend at least $30 million to retain him. If not, Raiders are going to be in hot pursuit of him. That's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Schefter also reporting the Cowboys want to use the franchise tag on Dak Prescott for next season. It'll pay him $26.9 million in 2020. College basketball scene today, Pitt beat Miami 62-57. to Number 19, Illinois out trailing at Iowa 50-48. to That ball game right now is on FS1. Georgetown and St. John's also in the second half. St. John's is a 10-point lead at 55-45. to Back to Stephen Rich in 10 seconds. First, a word from Mako. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh, better get Mako. I know Gavin's got a laundry list of prop bets, but do you guys do you guys target anything, whether it's in-game or pre-game for your prop bets? To me, the the one prop bet that is uh, easy is the over-under on the anthem. Yeah. You know, it's it's two minutes, right? Isn't that the normal over-under? Yeah, I think it's 156 this 156? Year. Yeah. Um, and uh, remind me again who's singing the anthem this year? That would be Demi Lovato. All right, oh. so Demi Lovato is singing the anthem. Uh-huh. And, you know, this used to drive my father crazy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, my dad, my dad was old school, right? Yeah. He just wanted you to sing the anthem. <laughs> Don't go through all the hysterics and everything. I mean, this was a real sticking point. You know, my dad, you know. Yeah. You know, he was old school, right? Um. I don't know. I mean, Demi Lovato, you think she embellishes it to get over on the uh, anthem? Or Look, does she, she go? Because yeah. if you just sing the song through, yeah. there's a reason that they have it timed out. You know what's interesting? I wonder if anybody's ever done this, and I imagine some have. If you show up early enough to uh, NFL Stadium, and obviously during my playing career, I've heard you know the national anthem singer warming up in the stadium, calling games. Uh, when I'm in the broadcast booth, you hear the warm ups for the national anthem. I wonder if anybody's ever timed, you know, because usually they go right. through the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. They rehearse, yeah, absolutely. And, rehearse and then they, know. they place. Do they? I mean, I, I, do they place their bet afterward? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've always wondered that as yeah. well. I remember last year. I think it was Darren Rovell who was able to see the halftime performance rehearsal, so he knew. There's prop bets on the first song that will be sung by Jennifer Lopez or Shakira. It's unreal. Like, and yeah, I don't know how that person do the is books protected. Closed? They, they closed the book before well, uh, you know, the day of? The thing about the prop bets, there's a max. I mean, you can't like... Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know what's always amazing to me? Like you say, well, if you're Demi Lovato, you could control your own bet. And But when, when we talk about athletes betting on games... It's not that they're betting on games. They, you have a friend bet on a game for you, right? I mean, it's not like you personally will put your name down on a bet. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to do that. Well, I that think doesn't mean you're not betting on the game. There was a cardinal that got in trouble for that. Josh Shaw, right? Remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was, was the USC bad. guy that was so <laughs> stupid to put. Actually, I mean, all you have to do is call a buddy. He put the even, money down. He even filled out as occupation. Uh, football player. Oh, it was unbelievable. No. You know, that you was know. the guy that, you remember the USC had... story where he, he had the two busted ankles, whatever, and he made up the story about, I don't he know. He was saving his niece or something. Something, and he was jumping out of a balcony yeah. trying to get away from somebody. Anyway. All right. Uh, by the way, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I want to talk about one of the key guys in this game, and that's 
Raheem Mostert. I got to I, I got to give you this story about the guy that ran for 220 yards and four touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. Literally one of the greatest rushing days in NFL postseason history. So Mostert played at Purdue. He wasn't drafted. In his very first year in a four-month span, actually a three-month span, he was on four different teams. He was with the Eagles, had a nice preseason. They signed him to the practice squad. The Dolphins then, a week later, signed him off the practice squad, which is something a team can do. Then he signs with the Ravens when he didn't clear waivers with the Dolphins. And then two months later, he ends up with the Browns. So in a matter of three months, he's already on four different teams. Then we get to the next year. He signs with the Jets on the practice squad, gets released, gets signed by the Bears, and then he finally is signed by the 49ers. So in a little over a year, he had actually inked a contract with seven different teams. So in 2016, he finally signs on with the 49ers, special teams guy. Last year, he showed a little promise. He gave him a little time at the running back position. But now you go into the Super Bowl. Now, the good news for the 49ers is Tevin Coleman will be playing in this game. He was hurt, of course, and then, you know, Mostert had this incredible game against the Packers. But when you when you think of all these players, it's your lifelong dream to get to the Super Bowl. Here's a guy, again, in a little over a year, had actually inked a deal with seven different NFL teams it's got to be just out-of-body experience for a guy like Mostert with that kind of start to your NFL career to have the spotlight on you going into a Super Bowl. Oh, look, I, I mean, there's stories like that all over football, and it's underreported. A lot of these guys, and, and look, he vaulted to star status with that you know 200-plus yard rushing day in the championship round, but uh, the majority of your roster is built up of journeymen of guys who, for one reason or another, didn't get the credit they deserved coming out of college, how to wait their turn behind other uh, more highly touted, not necessarily more talented players. Uh, but that is the politics of sport. Uh, when you invest a lot of money or a high draft pick into a certain player, they're going to get all the opportunities. And maybe the journeyman project back, in the case of Raheem Mostert, isn't going to get as many carries. He's going to have to wait in line. He's going to have to wait for an illness or an injury to get his big break. And when that day comes, he better be ready. He can't have a down game. And so he's made the most of this great opportunity as playing in a system that is curtailed to a running back of his specific talents. But this is the majority of this league. I, 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 you know, nobody knows the last name Brunskill, but he's a backup offensive tackle who had to start seven games for now the Super Bowl contending 49ers. He's an undersized Alliance of American football find out of San Diego State of all places, and he's going to be a Super Bowl winner potentially after playing in a spring league that's now defunct. I mean, these are the stories that are behind the scenes of every great team. The New England Patriots made a habit of finding guys off the scrap scrap heaps, guys like Rob Ninkovich, guys like Wes Welker, guys like Danny Woodhead, and making them stars because they've invested in talent as opposed to worrying about what 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 draft class you came in and, and how how much money we have invested in you. Let the best players play, and guess what? You're going to have the best team you could possibly have. 
All right. Uh, much more coming up on a Super Bowl 54. The one thing about playing in the Super Bowl when you have over 100 million people watching is if you have a big day, you're immediately in the spotlight. I mean, you, you, suddenly your brand, no matter how big it was going in or how small it was, goes next level, which would be great for every single player in this game save one. Potential danger for one player if the spotlight runs hot today. We'll tell you who that is coming up next. Steve Harbin and Rich Ormberger on the Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl MVP. That's a big-time honor. No doubt. Uh, you win a Super Bowl MVP, your uh, chances of uh, Hall of Fame, by the way, go up considerably, although obviously there are obscure guys, the Larry Browns. My all-time favorite, of course, Super Bowl MVP was the great Malcolm Smith. Uh, Malcolm Smith was the MVP when the Seahawks blew out the Broncos. Does anyone remember Malcolm Smith? I do because he went to my high school. Taft High. Taft High. He and his brother Steve Smith, the well-known <laughs> wide receiver, of course. Of course. That. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, he went to SC. But anyway, when you uh, when you look at the all-time Super Bowl MVPs, obviously the most represented positions, quarterback, 29 of the 53 Super Bowl MVPs have been a quarterback. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Tied for second are running back, which certainly makes sense, and interestingly, wide receiver. And the reason I say interestingly is this. If you're a wide receiver who's had a big game in the Super Bowl, most likely your quarterback had a big game, right? I mean, if you had a big game as a wide receiver, then your quarterback had a big game. And yet they decided to give you the MVP award. Last year was a prime example. Julian Edelman gets the most valuable player award. You could have given it to Tom Brady, obviously. No doubt. But they decided to give it to Julian Edelman, which brings up this year. So, as I say, anybody that wins the Super Bowl MVP, you know how it works. Start doing the talk show circuit. You go on late night and everybody else and you get all that. There's one player that may not get the kind of uh, adulation if he were to win Super Bowl MVP of previous Super Bowl MVPs, and that's Tyreek Hill. It is very conceivable that Tyreek Hill, who to me is the most feared wide receiver currently in the game, with all due respect to Michael Thomas, who, by the way, deservedly won Offensive Player of the Year award this year for his record-setting season. But the Tyreek Hill, what he brings to the game is unmatched speed, his ability – I mean, there, there's no weakness in his He's game. He's a absolute force of nature. Force not, of nature. Not only is he one of the fastest human beings playing this game, but also such a dependable pass catcher. When he goes up for those 50-50 balls, the, the hand strength, the ability to come down with contested passes. He's not just a track meet guy. He's also a talented uh, uh, receiver from from all aspects the position requires. So think about this. Let's say the Chiefs win today. And Mahomes has a big game, but Tyreek Hill has like 10 catches, 230 yards, three touchdowns. And they hand him, deservedly, the Super Bowl MVP award. 16 to 1 odds on Tyreek Hill. I might take that, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> but if they give Tyreek Hill the MVP and with the spotlight blazing from the Super Bowl, they're going to go into his past. This is where we live right now. You suddenly become a headline guy, and yeah. what if, if people yeah. start digging? 
And for the majority of people watching the Super Bowl that don't follow the Tyreek Hill story, if he were to get the spotlight of MVP or even just be a major force in the game today, his pass is going to come back. When you have an audio tape where he's threatening a woman. Um, By the way, a woman who he was found guilty of beating in his past. He choked her. He punched her in her pregnant belly uh, when they were in college. I mean, this this is a, a, a convicted, violent offender in his past, and it's something that lowered his draft stock that the Chiefs took a chance on. And like you just outlined, has a recent transgression where it was found on audio tape, and we all listened to it, where where he basically told the same woman she should be terrified of him. So imagine if Tyreek Hill, and by the way, we were all stunned before the season began. We assumed Tyreek Hill was going to face some kind of suspension from the NFL, right? but he didn't. So, and, and, and Nicole Hartman was one of the guys he brought in. They brought in guys just in case, just in you know, case. that he was going to be suspended. So... You can only imagine if Tyree Kill were to win the MVP award and all of a sudden they're booking him on all these late night shows and all of a sudden this comes up. Well, look, you know, I because you know it will. It will. Look, Kobe Bryant lost his life. He lost his life alongside eight other people. One of those people, his 13-year-old daughter. And in the same week, nearly in the same breath, articles were coming out about the sexual assault uh, alleged sexual assault that took place and was uh, settled in Colorado. I mean, it, 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 there are going to be opportunistic stories written if you have a checkered past, if your name becomes a headline for any reason. So this is something that could happen today. Hopefully it won't be that big of a deal. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Much more as we count down the kickoff of Super Bowl 54 coming up next. It's BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, Bets and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. One of those things, you, you're pulling for both of them, you're going, oh, I'd love to see them play each other, and then you go, oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> How about those two? Super Bowl bound 54, we'll see you in Miami. It's fun to have two teams that you play for all of a sudden being in the big game. My team's going to win. Montana, stepped up, throws, Montana firing a pass, leaping grab, Willie Davis, touchdown, Montana Magic! Ah, yes. Courtesy of the NFL Network. Three and a half hours away of kickoff. Super Bowl 54. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Of course, the game will be on Fox. We're watching a lot of their uh, pregame activities right now. Uh, what, about 10-hour pregame show. I mean, it's it's amazing how you are able to figure out so many ways, so many angles to cover a Super Bowl. Um, but that's where we're at. It is the most watched TV show in America by far every single year. It's almost like a national holiday. Oh, it is. Uh, for over 100 million people watching. You know, it's 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 a day where you plan the whole year around a Super Bowl Sunday. What are you going to do on Super Bowl? Like Rich Armberger today. Now, so you here here's the before we get to your big plans today, I work TV tonight. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I understand how this works. So I'm doing local TV and we have like a six o'clock news opposite the Super Bowl. And because, believe it or not, there actually are people not watching the Super Bowl that may have forgotten, believe it or not, there is a Super Bowl going on. I can't mention the Super Bowl while the game's going on. (laughs) So I'm going to pretend like there's no game today, and then I'm talking about basketball or golf or whatever. I'm filling out my 6 o'clock sports knowing full well that we have a very limited audience during that time. So that's what I'll be doing right. the, for the, the Super Bowl This is tonight. like if you leave your house at halftime and you go out and you, you like you see somebody jogging, mm-hmm. you know, or like grocery shopping, like you're running in for a bag of chips because you still got guac left and you you know, you don't you don't have any more tortillas. Right. Uh, like mm. uh, meanwhile somebody's there doing like you know, their their Sunday shopping. Like, you know, I'm gonna need a half pound of bologna, of course, for right. the kids' sandwiches this week. You're like, what are you doing here? Are you not like it feels like now I remember baseball when it was America's pastime, but it got lapped by the NFL and Super Bowl, the earth stands still, it feels like in this country for this game, for this moment. 
And you know, it was funny. We introed this segment listening to the great Joe, uh, Joe Montana. NFL Network earlier sat down with Mike Silver, and the interview was talking about uh, his time with two different teams. And how about his Super Bowl Sunday? So he started his career, obviously, and had a fabulous run with the San Francisco 49ers, went to four Super Bowls and won all of them. And he didn't throw an interception, by the way, in any one of those games. An unbelievable talent, one that spawned the next generation of greats. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Brady grew up in the Bay Area idolizing Joe Montana, and he went on to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that turned out real well for Joe Montana as well, playoff quarterback. So... Joe is going to spend Super Bowl Sunday rooting for both of these franchises. This is the perfect storm for Montana. And and it really is an interesting storyline because, you know, much like Tom Brady, who I just mentioned, and Jimmy Garoppolo, it could have been Tom Brady's 49ers. I mean, we saw the story. Bill Belichick was motivated to trade away the aging Tom Brady for the next generation at his quarterback position, which was Jimmy Garoppolo. And it was filibustered by Bob Kraft and Tom Brady. And so it's Jimmy Garoppolo who goes on to lead the 49ers. The same thing happened with Joe Montana and Steve Young. You have this guy who steps in for an injured Montana, and he's unbelievable. And so basically, Young, using his leverage, says, look, you either got to trade him or trade me. But we're both starters in this league. You can't have both of us. And so they made the decision, and it was the older quarterback who moved on to Kansas City and continued to have success. By the way, I'm looking at uh, Montana's four Super Bowls. Here were the passer ratings in those four Super Bowls. His first one, he had a passer rating of exactly 100. Second one, 127.2. The third one, 115.2. And in his last Super Bowl, 147.6. Did not throw a single interception in any of those four Super Bowls. That ain't it's always bad. interesting when we talk about, you know, they they elected the Hall of Fame class yesterday, and you know, all deserving. I mean, they, well, you know, one one of the things is, you know, if you get voted the Hall of Fame, there, there's different levels of Hall of Fame, and it, you could always argue about like, where do you set the bar. But there's no denying whoever gets the Hall of Fame obviously had something about them that you know gets them in the conversation to be immortalized. But when you when you think about how much weight should be on the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl, engaging your career, this is an ongoing argument, especially for two people, coaches and quarterbacks. It seems to be priority one. And I've been told, you know, our buddy Alex Marvez, other people that we've had that are on that Hall of Fame committee, they don't talk about this with other positions when you're looking at tackle or a guard or defensive player or running back but when they have start the conversation on a finalist with a hall of fame that's either a coach or a quarterback first thing how many championships they win well i'll tell you why because when you're a head coach for obvious reasons uh your credentialing is wins and losses uh and and that's uh that's a short menu man you know and and it's important. And and so the the further you take your seasons and the deeper you go, and if you're the last team standing, should be a championship winning coach, it's meaningful. It, it, be, it means you've outclassed 
the rest of the league at your position because that's all you're rated on is your wins, your losses, and your championships as a head coach. But likewise, a starting quarterback is the second most important person on a football field outside of the headset-wearing head coach because he touches the ball on every single possession. It's the only position, the only position where they have a win-loss record. And I mean, which is incredible. I mean, I don't even know when this really started. I was trying mm. to think back, having covered the NFL and followed it for years, when this started, that they actually had a win-loss record That's fascinating. for quarterbacks yeah. based on starting a game. So you were the starting quarterback in a game. Did the team win or lose? It's the only position. The only You can go to a football reference or anywhere else or the official NFL record and fact book. They don't do this for any they don't list this for any other position. What your one loss record was in games. Right. Only quarterback. Well, you which know, is and, unbelievable and, to me because again, this is a, you know, there's 22 guys on the field, you know, at, at one time or another, offense and defense. Why is this? Well, the, the, what's fascinating about it also is, you know, we we also talk about the, you know, the 10 other players on the field alongside the quarterback on offensive possessions. You have the offensive line which is so so important integral to protect the quarterback and pass protection but also provide a run game and run lanes for your running backs because that can impact your ability to throw you know all of a sudden the defense starts creeping closer to the line of scrimmage you're gonna have more success downfield and then let's talk about the success downfield which is predicated on the group of receivers you have and them being healthy and then catching balls when they're thrown at them. How many targeted drops do we see? We saw several in both of the playoff games so far by the Kansas City Chiefs in the first quarter. They resolved those issues and blew out both teams they played, but you you understand where I'm coming from. There are so many different players involved in the success of a quarterback on the offensive side of the field, let alone the defense. When you have a takeaway defense, we were talking about the Legion of Boom. We're talking about this 49ers defense this year. When you provide extra opportunities for your offense, it gives your quarterback a better opportunity to pad his stats, a better opportunity to score the football. Everything matters. It's not just how the quarterback plays. When you have a great one, you have a much better opportunity to win. But you're right, Steve. The fact that a quarterback is labeled so differently, whether he's a winning quarterback, a championship-winning quarterback – it is a little bizarre. A little bizarre? Yesterday, five guys were elected to the Hall of Fame, none of which were quarterbacks. Did anyone say, you know what Isaac Bruce's all-time record was? Right. Nobody. Right. Edger and James, yeah. you know what his – nobody. But when it comes to the quarterback positions, all there. By the way, one of the things that's happening right now just tipped off. UCLA-Utah basketball. It is empty at Pauley Pavilion. <laughs> now, my question is, who was the genius decided to tip off a game on Super Bowl Sunday at noon? I'm not so who sure. Who is? Seriously. I don't know. Who was the scheduling genius that decided to do that? I'll, I will say this, though. In defense, I will say this. Imagine you're a diehard UCLA Bruins fan. Yes. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm talking Bruins basketball. Can you imagine the Sunday you have lined up, if you could say, honey, I'm sorry, I got to get over to Pauley Pavilion, watch this game, or I, you know, that's right. the first thing. That's our, that's our Super Bowl lead up. I'm sitting on the couch. I got the boys with me. 
we're watching this game, and that's going to roll right into the Super Bowl kickoff. I mean, it, it, you know, arguably, it nothing, could, nothing should for, be scheduled for today some, for some I mean, sports I'm sorry. fans. Look at it. it; could be arguably the best situation. It, it does give our uh, friends at FS1 something to carry right now to fill until the Super Bowl. So we'll give them that. But uh, why, why would anything be scheduled today on Super Bowl Sunday, Steve? There's only 13 college basketball games today, and the last one tips off at 1 p.m. Pacific time, and that's Siena at St. Peter's. Okay, well yeah. that's that's different well, level right now. Yeah. That's, that's different on, level. Yeah, that's on one of those pay networks. No, okay, nobody, nobody. I mean, seriously. I mean, today. come on. You know Sam. what? There's certain days just just skip it. All right, this day belongs to Super Bowl. So we talked about your day, Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. We talked about Joe Montana's day today yeah. on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm I'm going to be at my uh, in-laws. I'm going to. My wife uh, grew up in L.A. Right. and we're down the street, basically from where she grew up. And so we're staying the night. We're watching the game at the house, and I'm in charge of snacks. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Oh, like well, are you, look at we have. 45 minutes left here. Are you going to pick up snacks on the way, or are you already finished that? I'm still debating on this. Didn't you just get back from I a bachelor a, party? Yeah, listen, I've had a very I've had a very busy weekend. So you haven't really done anything with I the snacks I haven't done yet. anything. No, I haven't even thought about it. I just realized in talking to you that you know, you're know you going off to a potluck well, first at of your all, television when you, when station. When you talk about snacks at your in-law's house, you got to think of them first. Well, certainly. What they want. This is, I, well, I everybody loves mozzarella sticks. So, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, am I lying when I said What that? happened here? Mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks. Everybody yeah. loves I mean, it's cheese yeah, fried yeah. in bread. I mean, it's delicious. Everybody loves So that's a great place to start. But, I mean, obviously, we're in Southern California. Guacamole should yes, be involved. No, that's an absolute okay. must. What uh, about wings? Wings are usually... Well, look, I mean, if you're... Come on, if right? If you're asking me... What? All right. St- okay. Hold it right there. Right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, the Ornberger feast is about to unravel <laughs> here. Um, all right, we'll have more on that. We have much more on this game today and what could be the one key component where one team really has the advantage over the other. Coming up next. Super Bowl time. Winter means it's time to bundle up your insurance. Bundle home and auto with farmers and you could save an average of 20%. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Iron, Rich Orenberger, a little more than three hours away now to kick off of Super Bowl 54. All right, before we come up with uh, one looming mismatch uh, in this game, uh, we're trying to, uh, again, get Rich Orenberger organized right now. Okay, so he's he was just down in Arizona for a bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and of course that coincided with the waste management, wasted management, which is a little bit where Rich <laughs> is today, as he tries to clear his head and get ready for the uh, the Super Bowl, and then we find out again you're at your in laws' house. Uh, how many total people will be there? Well, it'll be obviously my wife's parents. Mm-hmm. It'll be myself, my wife, my two children, and potentially more. I, her brother, Neighbors come by. Yeah, you never know. I, you mm. know, Our brother lives in town. Okay. He may come by with his girlfriend. All right, so yeah. you're in charge of snacks right now. I'm so on snacks. Uh, California, guac is obviously a must, you know, guac and chips and everything else like that. Uh, you mentioned mozzarella sticks. Everybody loves mozzarella sticks. I stand by that. Don't, uh, but they go quick, man. I you get know, it. Now you, you, you need get, a hot snack, though. You 
can't just go. Cold. I agree you with you. I agree. With, well, what about wings? <laughs> I, I, aren't wings sort of like a, a okay. hot snack? So I, I love. I, I'm thank you for bringing that up okay. because this is a point of great contention All in right. the Ornberger household, and then as well the Naylor household, as I will be enjoying with my in-laws. This. Uh, there isn't a single other person in the entire house today that likes chicken wings other than me. What do you talk? Who doesn't like chicken wings? I, I mean, you could say I don't like hot chicken wings, right? Okay, but I mean, that's just fair. Generic chicken wings. Okay, so that's fair. I never even thought of that because when I think of chicken wings, you, you're I you're blazing of, hot. Oh yeah, I'm Buffalo man. I'm, I'm I want I want a little spice, a little ranch dressing, blue Big cheese, chicken. Yeah, and I want to got you know some carrot sticks. <laughs> no, but there's a celery. lot of ways. I mean, uh, Gavin, uh, you, uh, Sam, no, this, there are ways up- to prepare chicken wings without. It you was know, putting your mouth on fire. I was at a birthday dinner last night, and we were asking the table what appetizer do we want to go with, and chicken wings got shot down by two people at the table. Yeah. So what? not everyone does and like I, chicken wings. And, I, and I'll say something. It's not just in Southern California. This has been, and thank you, that was appropriate booing. This is also sweeping our great nation. I mean, you have fast food chains announcing their impossible meat uh, their burgers, that right. are, they're you know, promoting veganism. Well, we everywhere. work with a vegetarian. Oh, so, of course. Certainly. I mean, he sits there and eats all the carrot and celery sticks, which come along with your wings, right? No, yeah, no doubt. Which and is fine. Actually, our very own David Gascon yeah. is is more vegan than he's not at this point. What is that? Is that true, Gascon? Oh, yeah, is he certainly. is he uh, available right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's shrieking I, before uh, our eyes. I, yeah. I did. Uh, I went through a fast yesterday for 22 hours. You and hear then, this guy? What the heck? Yeah. I went through a demise, though. I went to Chick-fil-A and, and powered down a couple okay. of chicken sandwiches. Okay. Today, though? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Today is, is game on, though, fellas. It's like Thanksgiving 2.0. Okay, yeah. let, let me I ask like you that. this, I like guy. that. You've really, you turned a corner in my book. All right, let, let's say you have the full spread of all the desirables that we normally see at a Super Bowl Blonde party. Blonde <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm talking ladies. I'm talking food here, Gascon. Oh, no. Where are you drawn to? Uh, I, I'm drawn to the. Are you going with the chips and guac? Are you going with the wings? Mozzarella sticks apparently are on the menu. Quesadillas. I mean, there's a lot of different Ooh. things that are yeah. laid out there. Uh, the, say- the bacon wrapped dates are always usually good, Ooh, but yeah, nachos yeah. are good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that's available and accessible. Or are you going right to the away. veggie plate? No, never the veg. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you're doing exactly. veggie plate. Yeah, 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 plus, plus, you got to get a little like, veggie in there. I'm like you guys. Well, well you I, don't need is Sam. Honestly, veggie, carrot, cauliflower. And broccoli with a little dip. That's you need something that's going to push everything through your body. I see what you're that's saying. That's what the alcohol's for. So you, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. you need a little roughage. Come on. Okay. But, but I'm not Sorry, leaving. Continue, I'm not yeah, leaving to go anywhere else except to watch the game. Well, so. By the way, as we're talking about this, there's a lot of people on that panic mode right now. You got three hours to kick off, and you got to still figure out what your menu is for today. Well, yeah. And you're obviously one of these I, people. I, you were, I mean, I'm throwing it, a lot of things at you if, right yeah, now. Yeah. No. I How'd pre- you like my quesadilla? I, idea? I, I, hang on. Quesadilla. Boom. Quesadilla. That is always hang on. Boom. Let me write down a couple of things. Yeah. I love the idea of the quesadilla. Quesadillas are quesadilla always good. Who doesn't love kids love quesadillas? It's so hand friendly. It is so hand friendly. And there's a lot of ways to do it. All right. You can just go cheese or you could add some chick. There's a lot of different ways to prepare your quesadilla. So my list is short right now, but it, it's growing. Right okay. now, the must, in my opinion, 
Quesadillas, yes. I would love that idea. Maybe yeah. a little Southwest They're so ranch. easy to make, and you keep wow. cranking them out. Okay, very good. Okay, how about this? Chips and guac. Right. You know, something, you know, that's it's a an standby. automatic. That's if a, you can the, get the Alex Teichert guac, mm. that's a home run. Yeah, yeah. well, he puts that Vegeta seasoning yeah, that, that in That is right. off the charts. By the way, my son knows how to make that, by the way. That, he learned. Drake wow. learned from him, okay. yes. Uh, wings. Spicy. Wings have made the list. That's in yeah. third place right okay. now. Again, not a crowd pleaser at the house. Hold, I'm going to be at, but I need wings and mozzarella sticks. To me, again, <laughs> obviously a must for you. I'm going to repeat it. Everyone loves mozzarella. By sticks. the way, did you ever tell the story on this show about during the football season we do appearances at these different places, and you went to a place, and I wasn't there that day. I think I was down in Atlanta that week that served up a mozzarella stick that literally like a baton from a uh, <laughs> relay race. That was the size. It's like a microphone. Dude, so, look, I, you said it was the biggest mozzarella stick you'd ever seen. I'm trying to lose weight now, right? Mm. You know, so yeah. I'll preface all of this by saying during the fall – the diet got away from me a little bit, mm-hmm. okay? And, uh, we, yeah, we would do these show remotes for prime right. time. It would either be Monday nights or Thursday nights. And night part football. of our job, by the way, was to sample the food sample the and food. promote the food. So we would, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I'm not going to, yeah. look, I, I, I'm i an arbiter of all good things to eat, <laughs> and I think it was, I, I was doing my jurisdicted duty on these days, right. these afternoons. Yes. Well, so what ended up happening was... Uh, Richie, Richie got a little hefty during the fall. All right, let's if go. If it's back. rich, it's for rich. All right, the problem was the very first one we did was at this insane barbecue place. Yeah, that sort of set the tone. But describe okay. again this okay. mozzarella stick. So they handed me a plate, and it was a sampler plate. It had tons of fried food on it. And all of it looked good. You know, you had the potato skins, you had these giant onion rings, mm. and you had obviously uh, uh, mozzarella sticks. But right. I thought what I was looking at, yeah. was a corn dog without a stick. I was like, why would they serve you a corn dog without a stick and there was no mustard in sight? So I take a bite out of this expecting to taste a hot dog. Right, like a corn dog. You're thinking it's a corn th- dog. No question it's a corn dog. In my mind, like, you know, imagine how jarring it was when molten cheese came pouring out of the end of this thing. I'm uh. talking about a 12-inch... That's actually a noise that Steve Hartman made this year. I did. I have many audio. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a Sammy Watkins touchdown because he was on his fantasy team. His one good game of the year, first game. Yeah. So, yeah, let, let, needless to say, yeah. uh, I haven't allowed myself to go back no. to this restaurant, this establishment, because if I do, I'm going to weigh 360 okay, but pounds. Okay, but let's put it this way. <laughs> if you're on a health kick, you, you take Super Bowl oh, Sunday Oh, no, no, off, no. Right? Yeah, certainly you're this going is a- for the most desirable oh, munchies. Yeah, so, I, I mean, again, short list, but I, I, you know what? You, you guys, you said quesadilla, and you know what popped into my head? Mm. Like a, a, a queso con carne. There you go. Like, you know, something like a little cheese melted with some chili. Yeah. Like something that really Ooh, sort of sets Chili is another underrated. Underrated chili. You get a little bowls of chili with some onions and cheese, right? Easy to serve Love in it. volume. Okay. Chili on a cheeseburger or oh. chili on a hot dog? Hot dog. Or neither because you'll be in the bathroom I like them both, but I prefer it on a dog. I'll also say this. I like Desserts. It. Desserts are highly underrated on Super Bowl right, Sunday. Well, hold on but when to the I get to the menu. fourth quarter, yes. 
I'm on some. I mean, I'm stepping away from savory. I want to get a little sweet. All right, very, very good. Mm. Uh, knows how we haven't included beverages here. Uh, that sort yeah, of speaks for itself. Another story. Uh, yeah. Where are the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios? All right, let's uh, let's check in again with Gascon, man, uh, who again is fasting apparently on Super Bowl Sunday. No, no, I'm not fasting anymore. I, I cracked that seal yesterday night. Right. Uh, but did you fast specifically because? Today is Super Bowl Sunday. No, no. I, I fast before I go on air for, like, doing play-by-play. Right. I, I can't be trusted. So he's food. extra irritable. No, I'm not irritable, <laughs> dummy. I'm just... It's <laughs> a great quote. You guys get along even on Super I'm Bowl not Sundays. I'm irritable, dummy. I'm just... I can't be trusted with food around me, yeah. so I, no. I, you know... Um, I will say in, in my town of San Pedro that we get a spot called the Burrito Factory, mm-hmm. and oh. you can order a foot long burrito. Wow! And have it where it's like chicken, oh. uh, carne, mm-hmm. or pork, and they'll deliver it for you. So that makes it nice and easy. But uh, Rich, what about pizza bites? Pizza's Ooh, obviously wow. a huge thing. Yeah, on but the Super little Bowl, the so. little the little bagel bites that are pizza. Yeah, the rolls? Yeah. I will say this. I like bagel bites. There's no question about it. You yeah. know what I really love, though? Mm. The pizza pockets. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. very good. You know but what I mean? You throw them on a baking tray and whew. Pigs but, in a blanket? Are they out uh, out of mode or you know what? what? I, got, I have a couple more things to add to the list okay. all of a sudden. Rich and Dave, when's the last time you actually had a bagel bite? I uh, had one this weekend. Well, probably because you're kids, right? <laughs> well, no, this was at the bachelor party. Oh, I see. They're serving bagel bites, huh? <laughs> I think yeah. I had it like a month ago. But see, I wow. eat the entire thing by myself, too. Oh, I'm yeah. really yeah. disturbingly okay. fat. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath my fat skin no, is a lot of don't fat. Don't you love that moment where you, you really go in with the best intentions, like, I'm not going to pig out, and then all of a sudden, something hits you that just really tastes good, and you just... You said, "Ah, oh, the hell of it." Well, yeah, that was I, my whole fault. I, I'm just <laughs> that was my I, entire fault. I am just. You know what's so embarrassing was when I figured out that this was becoming a problem. My weight was accidental. <laughs> I had no plans, Gascon. I mean, I envy your 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 you know your whole uh, diet. I got on the scale because my son, we were taking him to the dentist, and he goes, I can't wait to get weighed in. I'm like, no, buddy. He had just gone to the doctor. He'd done a physical. They yeah. weigh you at the doctor's office. They don't do that at the dentist. I'm like, but we could weigh you here. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me let daddy show you. I put the scale on the floor. I hopped on it. I'm like, oh, my God. This scale is broken. <laughs> and wow. so, so I have him get on it, and I'm like, no, that scale's accurate. What needs to happen is I need to go on a diet. Right yes, now. <laughs> but you probably could. when you had that party platter, that one place we ate, and the girl looked at you cross-eyed like that's for multiple people. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's. I when went you down. Did. I went down the rabbit hole this fall. Yeah. Hey, but at least you you did a good job of self accountability. Like on Instagram, you'll you'll post some pictures of you on the scale and- every fourteenth. I do it monthly now. I yeah. did it on yeah. November fourteenth, December, uh, January. Yes. I'm doing it February fourteenth. Yeah, Steve, what are you in. eating, Steve? Because you don't. You don't age, so (laughs) like in the land of Botox, you don't need any of that stuff. Here's here's a simple thing about maintaining, as you know. It's a very simple thing. No, I don't know. If you you put on weight, you eat less and exercise more, right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what it comes down to. So on a certain day, like today, I'm I'm going to have a potluck. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of garbage to eat. I'm going to eat my share, but I know when to say enough. Yeah, I don't. See, yeah, I don't I have that. that button. I yeah. have that button. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, what else is going on today? Uh, we will not franchise tag any of you guys no, because of no. diabetes yeah. or high cholesterol for we whatever are, reason. We're going Cowboys uh, might do that with Dak Prescott, at least according to Adam Schefter. If they do do so, 
$26.9 million for the upcoming season. NFL Network reporting that Tom Brady could get paid by the Patriots in excess of $30 million should they choose to keep him. Adam Schefter also reported that the Raiders would be in pursuit of Brady if he doesn't sign right back with the New England Patriots. College basketball today, Georgetown won at St. John's 73-72. Pitt beat Miami 62-57. And number 18, Illinois, number 18, Iowa beat number 19, Illinois, on FS1 72-65. Shut up, Iowa. <laughs> Anyways. A uh, little altercation on that court after that Iowa win. <laughs> little trash talking between the coaches. Back to Steve and Rich in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Mako. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh, better get Mako. And listen, Surgeon General's warning, guys, whatever you're doing with nachos, don't double dunk. Mm. Don't go cheese to chili or chili to cheese. Like, mm. don't don't cross the streams. David, thank you for saying and that. And salsa. We have a potential pandemic, coronavirus, no double dipping. Yeah, none of that. All right, well, David, have a a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. Um, We're trying to have one, and we are. Uh, Once again, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we talk about how evenly matched these teams are. The, The betting line is not changed i mean it's it's a point i mean it's basically a pick'em game but there's one thing i cannot get out of my head and i want to go back to the afc championship game and everything that the tennessee titans were doing right early in that game to get off to a 17-7 lead if you want to figure out the best way to slow down patrick mahomes keep him off the field control the clock and the titans were doing that they were controlling the clock with their running game Derrick Henry had uh, 60-something yards in the first half, well on his way to a 100-yard day. And there were mistakes made by the Titans at the end of that first half that the game got away from them, and they, they got away from their game plan. So one thing I can't get out of my mind about the potential mismatch of that 49er running game, which, by the way, Tevin Coleman is going to be there along with Mostert, so they're going to have multiple running backs. The whole zone-blocking scheme that Kyle Shanahan learned from his father, Mike Shanahan, that seems to be so effective no matter who you put in at running back. So you have the ability, again, for the 49ers to control the ball on the ground against a Chiefs defense that was 29th out of 32 in the NFL in yards allowed per rush. They gave up 4.9 yards per rush. That was 29th in the league. That's a mismatch. Now, can the Chiefs compensate for that mismatch because of the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes? And like I say, the Titans, yeah, okay. They surprised a lot of people this year. They had a bully defense, but they weren't as talented as this 49er defense. Oh, no, no, no. Not even close. So, you know, if the 49ers can control the ball on the ground, the way they should be able to against that Chiefs run defense, and then on top of that, present the kind of defensive front that Mahomes has not seen all season long, that could spell a pretty one-sided Super Bowl today. Oh, no doubt. Um, 
let's put it this way. Let's break it into keys for for these teams. I, I look at Patrick Mahomes obviously being the whole show for the Chiefs offensively, and you need to script plays that are specifically designed to exemplify and highlight his great talent. You know, as both a run threat and a, a, a throwing threat, a passing threat. Look, he is protected as a quarterback, and there are decisions you make throughout the season, even in a conference championship game. Um, but there are no holds barred for a Super Bowl victory. You have an entire offseason to heal should something go disastrously wrong. Uh, so get him involved in the run game, script runs for him, make this San Francisco 49ers defense uh, honest, right? You know, by by having to spy him, wasting uh, one of their defenders, waiting to see where Mahomes goes with the ball, whether he's actually going to throw it or if he's going to take it himself. Okay, so that's step one. Step two throw underneath this zone. If the pass rush, if you can find a way to uh, minimize the pass rush ability to get to Mahomes by doubling the the defensive players that need that attention, Nick Bosa uh, especially, uh, and keeping some tight ends and some running backs home to help on the edges especially, and you keep that middle of pocket secure, the short crossing patterns underneath the zones, you know, these intermediate routes where you kind of reach that second window should you have time, those are the things you should be looking to exploit. Don't go deep early in this game because all it takes is one sack fumble and the 49ers defense is going to pin their ears back. And should they score first, especially, you you may have to start playing catch up. So those are two ways that I think the Chiefs offensively could, could find an edge against the 49ers, but they have to play it perfect because defensively you have to find a way to stop this run game. And again, there's nothing there that says the Chiefs can do that. So we'll see how that plays well, out. Well, there's not nothing there because think about Derrick Henry. Once they got scoring, but they stopped running him. He well, didn't. I, he, I know that. I mean, it's easy to stop if you if you get the lead. That's the best way to counter a great running yeah. game is no, get true. the lead and force him to throw the ball. Yeah, it had to be Obviously, Tannehill to win look, that game. In the much has been half. made of Jimmy Garoppolo attempting eight passes in the NFC Championship game, and apparently because of this. Everyone just seems to be downgrading Garoppolo. I mean, we're getting to kickoff right now. And some people are talking about this is one of the great quarterback mismatches of all time. Like suddenly Mahomes, as great as he's been, has been elevated to that level. Mm. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who does nothing but, oh, I don't know, win, yeah. has suddenly been reduced as an afterthought. Like he's some, you know, game manager. That he's not capable of making big yeah. plays. And, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. So Jimmy Garoppolo, when the 49ers have trailed by 10 points or more this season, has a completion rate of 72%. He has a 3-1 and one record. And he has a 96 rating in quarterback rating. Jimmy Garoppolo is as good as any quarterback in the league or better when he's playing from behind the eight ball. And he's done that in several games this season, and he's won three or four of them. I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is an impressive talent at quarterback. Just because he's not asked to do as much as Patrick Mahomes doesn't mean that we should diminish his talents. He's a dangerous weapon offensively. And anybody who played with him in New England knew it. I remember talking to guys when he got traded at San Francisco who, you know, my my former teammates over there still playing. I said, so what do you think of Jimmy, Jimmy G? 
Many of them were telling me, well, he was going to be the next quarterback here. We loved him. At practice, there were times where he was a little careless with the football. He was trying to do too much or, you know, sort of take chances he wouldn't take if he were in game. And we saw him in game with New England when the Flategate occurred and the suspended Tom Brady was sidelined while he took the helm and things went wonderfully. So look, Jimmy Garoppolo has great talent and he's shown it not only in games where the 49ers were leading, but when they were trailing by a two-score disparity. All right, so keep in mind, Kyle Shanahan, three years with the 49ers. His record, including their two playoff wins this year, when Garoppolo is the quarterback, is 21-5. and five. Mm-hmm. In the games where he's not the quarterback, 4-20. and 20. He's a winner. 21-5 with Garoppolo, 4-20 and 20 without Garoppolo. That's significant. It that, is. That is opposite ends of the spectrum right there with Garoppolo and without Garoppolo. So the idea that he's a game manager, no, he's a game changer. Look, 21 and 5 versus 4 and 20. This is how the 49ers, I get laid it out for the Chiefs, how the 49ers win. It's all the obvious things. You run the heck out of the football and keep that dangerous Chiefs offense off the field and lean into Raheem Mostert, especially the hot hand coming out of the championship round. You get to Mahomes with your pass rush. You find a way. I love when they package Nick Bosa and D Ford to the same side and they have them rushing over guard and tackle and running stunts. You get as creative as you can. That's a that's a flashback to that OCU Manure, Justin Tuck, a Giants a defensive line that dominated an undefeated Patriots. Patriots team back in 07 and then the last key to a victory and and I think it's the most obvious key frankly is when you get the lead you crush this team by not allowing the big play the explosive play sure tackles Travis Kelsey is dangerous in yards after catch Tyree kill Sammy all these guys are weapons in the Chiefs receiving core you tackle them you tackle them to the ground you don't let anyone get those yards after catch you avoid the 60 yard bomb the 60 yard run after catch and you win this football game all right coming up we'll give you our Super Bowl predictions and explanations and then you decide because everybody has a little you know little action on this game. Mm. Coming up next. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. All right, Steve Harmon, Rich Ornberger. By the way, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See how much you could save. Geico.com. It is easy. Of course, I want to thank all the guys today helping out. Iowa Sam, all ready to go. Uh, we'll get everyone's My predictions. Hawks got a, a big... They got a big, what? Jeez, he's yelling back here. Gascon's <laughs> yelling. Yes, I said my Hawks got a great win over Illinois on the hardwood. Oh, All right, so yeah. you're, you're 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 smiling about your Hawks. It's been I'm, a good I'm, year for Iowa. It's been a nice year for the athletes. Uh, no question. David Gascon, of course, uh, still on the on the bubble of what great he's going to be Davey. eating today. Yes, and today. how the hell did they know that? I just and of course, Gavin, our brilliant producer. Uh, what do you have oh, in your hands, there, Gavin? This is my two pages of prop bets I have on Super Bowl Whoa. Fifty-Four. That right. is some serious gabagool. All right, so uh, give us give us your best gabagool. prop bet of the day. <laughs> the one that you're telling all of our listeners around the world is the prop bet to go with for today's game. This is my Silver Star double cheeseburger prop bet of the day, brought to you by Gavin Kinsel. I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Under 240 and a half passing yards. Wow. Oh, I don't under see there's a scenario. And a half. Yeah. Even if he goes off in the second half because of the garbage time situation, maybe. Right. Which I is just, always I, a danger. I do think they're going to establish the run. Chiefs do not have a great run defense. We've seen this. Um, I feel very confident that Jimmy Garoppolo will not hit over 240 passing yards. All right. Now it's time for our picks. And I am going to go first on this one. And this is really difficult because I can give you a lot more reasons why the 49ers are going to win this game than the Chiefs. A lot more. But when the season began and we all made our picks, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So I really feel like an idiot. If I picked against them, they actually won the game, having picked them before the season. So I'm going to say they're a team of destiny with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Final score, Chiefs 27, 49ers 24. That is my prediction. All right, Rich, what do you got? Okay, look, uh, I know everybody is hoping for a very uh, tight game contested the whole way but i i've had this feeling for two weeks now one way or the other this is going to be a blowout 
And after careful consideration this week, looking at the more complete football team and being convinced that the 49ers are the next dynasty in this NFL, I have the 49ers winning today by the widest margin we've seen in years, 35-14 over the Kansas City Chiefs. They won't be able to stay on the field with this 49ers defense, and you're going to see the run game light them up offensively from the 49ers' side. You know, we mentioned the uh, blowout of the Seahawks versus the Broncos. I'll go even old school. First Super Bowl I ever went to was Super Bowl 19. I was there at Stanford Stadium. It was the year Dan Marino second year league shattered the record books. 5,000 yards, first guy to go there, 48 touchdown passes when the record had been 36. Nobody could stop the Dolphins. 49ers that day just ran the ball. Final score, 38-16, 49ers. They dominated that game. I'm feeling good about my pick. Nah, I mean, that that was the score of that game that turned out to be a very one-sided Super Bowl right there. There's a happy Aztec, Ephraim Salam. He's oh, ready yeah. to jump in right now. <laughs> By the way, that was a night last night. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was honored getting his jersey retired. Yep. Uh, in San Diego State, 23-0 and in basketball. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, Ephraim Salam's very excited about yes, that. Yes, he is. I'm excited about my snacks. Again, just a quick review. Did you get, have you finalized it? I uh, mean, right now you got to go to wherever you have to go to get the snacks. You got pigs in the blanket. Yes. I got pizza pockets. Mm-hmm. I got the quesadillas. And again, I'm going to add this right now. The Southwest Ranch dipping sauce, Whoa. I think, is going to be added. I'll give you my favorite spinach. Yes, what do you got? Spinach artichoke dip. That's a good one. Oh, wow. That's with a good a, one. Ooh, but with what? With what? Yeah, oh, you yeah. got to some crackers, it. some kind of Triscuit no, yeah, or something like that. The, yeah. You need what those the toasts, bread. those mini the toasts. Toast. The That's mini toasts. Right. The yeah, toast points. That is absolutely it. Oh. All right, well, enjoy the big day Wings, today. Chips and guacamole. Super Bowl 54 mozzarella is sticks. coming up. Everyone loves mozzarella sticks. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs starting on March 13th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 